We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Monday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. For uh, Neil, back with you. Hope you had a wonderful fourth good week. Had a, had a little content for you. I know Neil did a... Uh, Minding my money, Rippy with several podcasts. Brian and I have one uh, Oxford Exxon podcast, kind of served as a bit of a draft preview, and uh, and more. But now back on a, uh, a full schedule for the week. Good to uh, be with you. So again, hope you are uh, hanging out with us, whether it be the stream or the podcast, as you do wherever you uh, find this podcast every day that you uh, listen, and we appreciate you for that. Podcast brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Lunch specials. Five sixty nine, couple sides, any size fountain drink, bread of your choice. There, also you can get your donuts in Brookhaven and Clinton. Those two locations again spreading across the state. They're going to be in all of them eventually, but right now, Brookhaven and Clinton for those homemade donuts every morning. Ribs here locally in Oxford and all over the state. Maybe use Blue Sky for your Fourth uh, of July catering for the food on the uh, on the holiday. And uh, any day that you just want some ribs, you can uh, you can do that with the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive, you're wanting to uh, put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Or uh, call Andy, 404-973-9901. 
Neil, because of the uh, lack of games, it's pretty much the only week that feels somewhat really off throughout the year. I mean, we take other days. We're not complaining. We're not digging ditches or anything like that. But do you, uh, do you have a restful? Do you do you have in your mind that hey, this is when you come back, your kick starting it, it's not going to stop for a while. I mean, do you have to almost kind of make yourself calm your mind a little bit. Uh, you mean in terms of like getting back to football and stuff? Yeah, I just mean like when you take the week off. When you take the week off, you oh. go, hey, this is my chance to really stop and, 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 and chill out. Yeah, and I didn't really have the week off. I, we didn't podcast, but I still had to work. Yeah, sure. um, I still did had to follow some recruiting stuff, um, and I was on the road a little bit moving stuff. So, But, yeah, I mean, I needed a mental break. I, I, I You know, these are the two weeks in July that really nothing's going on other than I know there's the draft and there's the NBA summer league and major league baseball and stuff. But for what we do and the people that we cover, this is when they go on vacation mm-hmm. and we're sort of idiots. If we grind through those two weeks, like it's just, it's, it's a dumb thing to do. I mean, I've done it. So I know it's, I know it's doable, but it's sort of stupid because on the backside of that, like SEC Media Day starts a week from today. I'll, I'll be in Nashville a week from today um, working on that. And then you come back from that, and it's dead for about a week. And then you get the little recruiting thing, and then it's dead for a few days. And then boom. And when the boom hits, the part that people don't – The part that people – and this, again, not, not complaining at all. The part that people don't understand about what we do once – football season starts is that there's just no off. There might be a little down, but there's nothing off and you can, you can plan for, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take Friday off. And that's sort of what we try to do is plan so that Friday's sort of an, a catch your breath day. But there's a lot of Fridays that the phone rings with something at 8 AM and you're chasing that all day long. So, it, it, and then baseball, I mean, basketball starts to pop up and it covers into football and recruiting and then the basketball goes and then here comes baseball in spring and just it's, if you don't. Bowl games are on Christmas break. There's no guarantee that you're about to piss off everybody on Thanksgiving night. I mean, yeah, or Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, it's, well, it's a lot of stuff. There, I mean, so. like, like, I mean, not to, not to bring bad, bad <laughs> things up for people, but like. I did a, it was a work trip. It was fun and it was a work, but it was a work trip. And the goal of it was to try to sell something to a, 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 a giant potential corporate partner. That was the reason for where we went. And, um, Ole Miss had the audacity to get a couple of commitments on that 24 to 36 hours that I was mostly traveling and, there was just this meltdown of where's the coverage of the three-star offensive lineman from Louisiana that just committed. It's where is it? And I, in fact, someone said, you know, you were wrong to take a vacation right now. I was like, Holy cow. It's just, and that was like what? Six days before Christmas. I mean, people it's, it's a different deal, man. You know that some of that is also, and, and, and I love you guys. I wish there were thousands and thousands more of you. It's also indicative of what the mood is of the athletic fan base at the time. You know what I mean? Willingness for things just to be chill is 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 dependent on winning and losing in a, in, in a lot of ways. But maybe so. Know, it was a. It was a, that was an interesting that was an interesting forty eight hours in Idaho. I'll say that there was there was a part of me that looked at Idaho and said, you know what, it's not so bad. I might just stay here. <laughs> What's the Boise State rival site situation? What y'all got going on with the 
with the Bronx. Is it weird that they, you know, it, had we done this realignment 20 years ago, Boise State and Fresno would have been teams absolutely in the middle of it to potentially get into Power 5 leagues. Yeah, you know, not yeah, that maybe. much has changed with Boise especially, and it's not even like a tinker's dam of a thought at this point. Yeah. Um, having been to both places, I just don't know that the markets – are big enough where they would have been really thought about as a power five kind of yeah, Fresno for sure. I guess there's a little bit of me that's a little surprised by Boise in a way. Like I said, this is podcast fodder. I'm not going, oh, wow, Boise needs to be in the big toilet. Right, Don't right. misunderstand me. But when I just was thinking about eras and differences and whatnot, Boise's the one that sticks out. You go, hmm, you know, yeah. BYU, automatic, yes. Boise, not even a thought. And I get BYU's bigger. I mean, I understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about – Boise State the University, they would have to improve the football facility dramatically. They'd have to go to work at a place like Boise. Yeah. But the, now it's easy to fly into. It's big. It's a big enough airport. Um, I love the town. It's cool. It's a really cool place. I loved. I loved Boise. All, all jokes aside, I mean, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean. Back when they were dominating, perhaps. So, start with football. I mean, we can talk some draft stuff, but frankly, we're in a little bit of a middle spot with the draft because by the time most people listen, more rounds are going to have happened. So, we run into that problem a little bit when it's not live radio or anything like that. But you, you and I put this on the board. I guess you technically sent it to me, God, more than a week ago. Brett McMurphy, um, he tweets out, the teams that would be favored in the most individual games for the 2023 football season was the way that it was it was phrased. And we know Vegas has Ole Miss's over under seven and a half, eight, depending on the book or whatever you would like to find for uh, for for said prediction. But you found this fascinating. I found this pretty fascinating. And I'll try to find the tweet once I set you up, you start talking for a second. But Ole Miss on a game by game basis, favored in 10 football games. Um, if they were doing it just straight futures one game at a time. And I find that fascinating on a couple levels. Number one, you and I, neither one are going to predict 10 and two for Ole Miss this nope. season. We do predictions. Um, we're probably not going to predict nine and three. Nope. Um, so there's that. That's a disconnect. Vegas in general for the season, the over under is not at 10 and two, not at nine and three. Um, I guess I was thinking about it. I was able to show prep this morning and kind of running it through my mind. And I think it's fascinating from a depth standpoint because what that tells me is you're not sure about Ole Miss's depth, that one injury can change a lot of stuff, that they don't know what this defense is definitely going to be, and that there is the personnel for Ole Miss in these vacuum situations to win 10 football games and be favored in 10 football games. And, you know, you don't necessarily like Auburn in year one under Hugh, and A&M's been a train wreck, and that's in Oxford, and you can easily talk your way into these things. But when you play the season out, it's Ole Miss having to prove itself from a depth standpoint and from simply a, hey, go play well and be consistent and win the games you're supposed to win and don't have something like what happened in Fayetteville last year. So I did 10 Weekend Thoughts um, yesterday. Actually, I pretty much did them on Saturday. We poured down rain in Oxford, and I came up here and had the Cubs and Yankees on, and I just started working on it. And, um, I, I, you know, I always find – best case, worst case, to be a pretty effective tool. 
not really for sports, but it, it, it applies to sports, but it applies to sort of life too. I, I wrote this. I'm, I can be a bit of a fatalist. Something goes wrong and I'm like, okay, here it goes. Everything's about to fall apart. That's just, that's just kind of my, my nature. Someone calls and says, Hey, can you got a minute to talk? I expect bad. I expect something <laughs> bad. That's, that's me. And so one of the tools that I work on is, okay, if you're going to allow yourself mentally to go down the worst case scenario, you have to turn around and then go, okay, well, what would the best case be? And then usually the truth is in the middle. Almost, almost always the truth is in the middle. And so I did that with Ole Miss football along the lines of what we had talked about. Because if you, if you do just futures bets today, what games are you confident that Ole Miss will lose? I'm confident Ole Miss will lose at Georgia. If you made me bet today, someone comes in and goes, hey, you got to put $1,000 on Ole Miss at Georgia. No, no betting line, just straight up. Who's going to win? I mean, I'm going to say Georgia. Hundred times. Yeah, I mean, look when you're when you're doing the difficulty meter on Ole Miss's season, it's not even a question on what's number one. It's yeah. Georgia with a bullet. Yeah, it's at Georgia. They haven't. They've lost one game in two years. They've won two national titles. They they recruit at a different level than anybody else in the country right now, including Alabama. Yeah, I go Georgia. Sure, that's a loss. Okay, that's one. All right, at Alabama. Okay, I think Alabama's down a click. Uh, there's no Bryce Young. He's the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers now. He was the difference last year in the game in Oxford. But the game's in Tuscaloosa. They don't lose a bunch. Ole Miss doesn't win there a bunch. And so if you put $1,000 and go, you got to bet $1,000 either on Ole Miss or Alabama. Okay, I'm going to take Alabama. Period. Easy. After that, it gets complicated. The next one on the list for me would be LSU. I'm super high on LSU. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm sure I'll get a thousand emails and people will tell me I'm an idiot. I think LSU is a national title contender. I'm not alone in that. A lot of other people think that too. So if you made me. You think LSU is a harder game than Alabama, don't you? Deep down, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, In fact, if you told me, hey, Ole Miss beats LSU or Alabama, which one do you think it is? I think I'd say, oh, shit, they won in Tuscaloosa. That's what I think I'd say. I, I. I think LSU is going to be so much better on defense than people are giving them credit for that that I I think I won't be surprised if LSU is a dominant team. So if you told me, hey, pick that game, I think I'd you – no, know, I know I would. I'd pick LSU. After that, there's not another definite loss in my mind. Like Texas A&M, I think they're going to be good. Um. I know they're talented. You know Jimbo's going to have that game circled because he and Lane and their stuff. It's in Oxford. Not sure what that does or doesn't mean. Ole Miss has won it the last couple of times. The game last year was really close, closer than people give it credit for. It was on the other day. I guess they had the Ole Miss day on SEC Network. The takeover. And it was on, I was waiting for a summer league game to start, and I actually watched part of the second quarter of that game, and that game was was really close. And um sure, I could see I could see A and M, but I I, I don't know what I, I think I'd pick I think I'd pick Ole Miss. Um I wrote this in ten thoughts. I think Ole Miss is gonna beat Arkansas, and I think Ole Miss will win at Auburn. But if you told me if the football gods dropped in here and said, Hey, nope, they lose at home to Arkansas, 
Am I stunned? No, not even a little bit. If they say, hey, they lose at Auburn, am I stunned? No, Ole Miss doesn't particularly play well at Jordan-Hare. Hugh's going to have that game circled. K.J. Jefferson's had his way for two straight years with Ole Miss. I mean, he's back for another season. There are some games, and then, you know, if you told me they lost the Egg Bowl in Startville, am I surprised? Maybe a little. I don't, I'm don't. i lower on state than a lot of people, but I wouldn't be just stunned. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of ifs in that. And so the odds of all of those ifs going one way or the other, meaning they lose all those games or they win all those games, pretty low. Odds are hey, they're going to win half of them. I compared it to cross sports with his analytical thing, what Kim Palm, what Ken Palm does, where Ken Palm puts a percentage on games. And, you know, you can look, and we'll do this during basketball season, we'll pull it up and run through Ole Miss' schedule and blah, 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 and he does all the analytics. And he might have, on an individual game standpoint, a team going 12-6 and six in the SEC. But at the bottom, on the overall projection, he's got them going 11 and whatever, 10 and whatever, and it's different. And it always gets pointed out as, hey, hold on a minute, that doesn't add up. And it's because, well, when you're the favorite, and yes, if you're looking at this one game in one spot in a vacuum, you are a 55% chance of winning this game, 58% chance of winning that game. Well, when you have like nine of those, you're not going nine and oh in those. So there is some semblance of coming back to the medium because you're not winning every coin flip where you're just a little bit of a favorite. And that's kind of where Ole Miss is sitting heading into the season is that, yeah, I get that. I get how you make them a favorite in that game. But on a lot of these games we're talking about, they're 51 to 57% of a favorite in that. So it's how well, you know, injuries, depth, coaching, frankly, stupid stuff that happens in college football. What's going on with the other team? Because, you know, a lot of times in the SEC, a lot of this gets dictated by, hey, what other team is going through some train wreck situation when you happen to catch them? That happens all the time. Um, and it is. It's a it's a very weird, unsettled West to see Sammy saying that he was watching something where an NFL analyst thought that there was possibility the West champ was eight and three. Um, and that, that would add up. They have twelve games, but you get, you get the point. Where the the champ has multiple losses, it's a it's a six and two kind of deal when a uh, when a team gets to Atlanta. It's it's not that just set deal where it's Alabama or it's whatever and it's Georgia and they're going to be eleven and zero or twelve and zero and run into this Titan matchup. That's not where we're at right now. Yeah, I mean. Ole Miss could beat Alabama. Auburn could beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss could beat LSU. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. What team? What team? Podge mess. What team in the SEC West are you confident saying they'll suck? I do not believe any team in the SEC West sucks. If that is the definition of what we're talking about, yeah. There's no. There's no Vanderbilt. And when I say sucks, I think it is possible that everybody in the SEC wins at least. I, nobody's zero or one wins in the SEC, and that two-win team is probably still an asshole to somebody along the way. Yeah. I mean, the teams that people put at the bottom of the division, typically right now this year, going into media days, like we'll do the vote next week. And I always try to, for whatever reason, when I go, I try to take my vote somewhat seriously because I don't want – I'd always see the guy that like would pick Vanderbilt to win the league or back when like there were some years that Ole Miss was really bad and I guess it was Glenn Waddle went and he picked yeah. Ole Miss to win and it was like, okay, but that's not really the point of this exercise. Um, people are saying Auburn and Mississippi state are at the bottom of the league and maybe they are. I don't know. I can make a case for both of those teams being at least average. Easy. No problem at all. I mean, it's super simple. 
Hugh Freeze is a good coach. He's a he's he's typically a really good first year coach. Their first year, they're going to be motivated. He's going to do all that stuff. It's going to be fresh. The stuff that's going to be tiresome there in year five won't be tiresome in year one. Um, Mississippi State's got a veteran quarterback who's played a lot of football, and uh, they've got some talent there. They, the, the, their schedule's doable at, at, in spots. Um, people put Arkansas typically fifth, and again, K.J. Jefferson's back for another season. Uh, if there were no Quinshawn Judkins in the league, people would talk about Raheem Sanders as one of the best running backs in the country. In fact, there was I put this in 10 thoughts. There was a list. I guess it was CBS or somebody did top 10 running backs in the country, and it was Blake Corum and then Quinshawn Judkins, and then there's Raheem Sanders at number three. Mm-hmm. He's back. Um, they had some injuries and some close losses last year. If you told me that Arkansas was a good team, would I buy it? Sure. We talked about Ole Miss. You talk about Texas A&M. If you told me Texas A&M's a really good team, I'd buy it. If you told me Alabama's Alabama again, I'd still buy it. And and I think, listen, I think LSU could I think LSU could win 11 games. Thought exercise here from Grind. If you had to bet $1,000 on who finishes second and third in the West, who are you betting on? I think I would bet on I, I would I think I would bet Alabama too. I think I'm picking LSU to win the West. And I would have to really sit there. I would contemplate Ole Miss and A&M at three. From a preseason betting standpoint of what, I mean, I could get cute, but I think my mind would end up on A&M and Ole Miss and try and decide who wins that game. I think I'd go with Alabama at two and A&M at three, but I'd have to think about Ole Miss and I'd have to think about Arkansas. And with both of those teams, I would have the same question. You brought in so many new guys on defense. You have new defensive coordinators. What is your culture? What is your chemistry? Where are you in terms of installation? Where are you in terms of of comfort? Those kinds of things. Those would be the two teams that I'd think a lot about. But I'd probably go A&M because I know I'm going to be wrong again. They're just so freaking talented that you keep waiting for. No, you're betting at some point that matters because it typically matters. Yeah. I mean, at some point, that is what what it gets there. Oh, hot take on the stream. Arkansas has the best backfield in the country with KJ and Rocket. Yeah, I just don't know enough about the country. It's a really, look, they, I think offensively, they're going to be really good. Um, in many ways, the system they're going to run, I think, fits Jefferson better than what Bryles tried to do. Bryles got cute a lot, and it hurt them some last year. Um, they, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tennessee, all have a lot of continuity on the offensive line. Ole Miss is, I think, only Tennessee has more offensive line continuity coming back, which I think is important. Um, Again, it's that the people that have Ole Miss winning 10 games, I, I think that's just fandom and pie-in-the-sky stuff. It's hard for me to get them there, realistically. If they win 10 games, they're going to be awfully, awfully good because there's that's that's beating a bunch of teams that are capable of beating them. In the same way that... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, like a, I mean if, you, if somebody goes, hey, 10, you go, God, everything went exactly right. If somebody goes, 6, you go... 
okay, but nothing went right at all. I mean, yeah. it just. Yeah, I mean, I can with nothing going right, I can get them to five and seven. I can get them there. Do I do I think Ole Miss is going five and seven? Absolutely not. But that's my point is if you're gonna do that, well then you do the best case. The best case is I mean, the very best case is eleven and one. And that is that is come on. But even if you do eleven and one and you do five and seven, the truth is in the middle, it's eight and four and I'll say it again. I think if you offered Lane Kiffin today, hey, Guarantee you eight and four right now. Would he take it? That might be the thought exercise to a fan base. If you were offered eight and four, we're offering you eight and four today. If you take it, it's locked in. If you don't, all bets are off. You might do better, might do worse. Would you take eight and four this season, given the schedule that Ole Miss has? And I don't know the answer to that. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I'm not emotional about it. I, I think, I think, I don't know Kiffin, but having covered Kiffin, I think he'd say, no, I'll, I'll roll the dice. There are a lot of the fans, I suspect, would go, I'll take eight and four because because they could yeah. see they can see how six and six could happen. They might want to know a game, but yeah, eight and four sounds pretty pretty comfy at the same time. Because so. here's here's the here's the scenario that's not incredibly unrealistic where things get weird, right? You win your first three, you go to Tuscaloosa and lose. No shame there. You come back and let's say LSU is as good as I think LSU is, as other people think LSU is, and you lose to LSU. You put a lot into that game. You play that game. You lose it. Now you've played five straight weeks. You've played Alabama and LSU and back-to-back weeks, and here comes Arkansas. And you're not quite ready for it. They are. They physically get you because you're a little beat. That game's been... A tough game for Ole Miss the last three years. You lose to Arkansas. Now you're three and three. You've lost three games in a row. You go into an open date. People are not in the best mood. And you know what's waiting. You got to go to Auburn. And all the stuff that comes with that game. And that's where it gets weird, right? I mean, if you're three and three and you go to Auburn and it gets weird and you're three and four. You're going to have a really hard time getting eight and four now because you still got to go to Georgia. You still got to play Texas A&M. You still got to go to Mississippi State. That's the the portion of the schedule to me that is absolutely the most fascinating. And this is it's a no-brainer. It's that homestand against LSU and Arkansas. Yeah. I found Brittany Murphy's tweet. I'll go over that. I got one more thought on uh, that as well before I do that. Let me tell you about Heavenly Sunshine Property Services. They take the opportunity to remind you about the importance of taking care of your outdoor living spaces. Regular maintenance is key to preserving the beauty and integrity of your home or business. And one of the most effective ways is through power washing. Some of the key benefits include curb appeal, damage prevention, creating a healthier environment. Also saves you time and money. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for over four decades. The full service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. Don't wait until it's too late. Contact them today and get a cleaner outdoor living space. HeavenlySunshine.com. 662-342-1203. 662-342-1203. You get a free estimate and use the code MPW10 for a 10% discount. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I just really don't like taking those big pills. I drink AG1 every morning. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves and covering my nutritional bases. 
covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water, drink it first thing each morning, done. also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash mpw. Check it out. We're brought to you by Lake Hill Motors in Corinth, Mississippi. Check out their zero-turn Bobcat mowers. They have a complete line of mowers ranging from the entry-level residential ZT2000 with a cutting speed of 7 miles per hour to top-of-the-line commercial ZT7000 with a mowing speed of 13 miles per hour. All Bobcat mowers come with the trademarked Tough Deck cutting system constructed with heavy-gauge Fabricated steel for durability and improved vacuum lift, providing a reliable, perfectly manicured finish every time. The Bobcat is uh, priced below MSRP, comes with a three-year warranty, and currently Bobcat is offering 0% financing for 60 months or up to $2,000 cash discounts for cash purchases or financing at regular rates. Get $100 off if you mention you heard about it on the podcast. Contact Michael McCullough in Corinth at 662 871-6918 or visit him in person at 2003 Highway 72 East Annex there in Corinth. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. They've got two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, go to collegecornerstore.com plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Don't forget, we'll be telling you a lot about this in the coming weeks, but they've got a location coming to Oxford very soon in the uh, Oxford Commons area. We'll have a live show from there sometime in August, so be looking for that as well. Podcast also brought to you by Prom Shrimp, promshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the signature and the New Orleans-style barbecue to the full meals in a bag. That's the French Quarter Alfredo. The garlic herb butter, the lemon cracked pepper, a lot of options for you. They even have the Simply Shrimp that you season yourself. If you need somebody with a little more discerning palate, let them flavor it. They can do that with Simply Shrimp. If they're in a Rouse's close by, you can uh, grab prompt shrimp there. But we're going to help you out, get it delivered straight to your door. 10 minutes, freezer to plate. Restaurant quality shrimp. Use code RG, buy five pouches or more. Again, that's code RG, buy five, 25% off RG with prime shrimp. Um, so, you know, and we've talked about this and we'll mention it a lot, but I, I think it still goes without saying that schedule is difficult in two ways. It's difficult in overall games. Again, it's it's Ole Miss's schedule last year, except you're taking Kentucky, throwing them out and adding in Georgia. That's obviously a net negative from a win-loss standpoint. Um, it's a bad trade. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Analysis you get here on the NPW Digital Network. Uh but second of that is that three-game swing that can do one of two things. It can send you send you into the stratosphere if you go two and one and you only have one loss through Arkansas. Everything's right in front of you. You're looking at it in pretty good shape right there. You only lose once to Alabama or LSU Arkansas. I mean, obviously undefeated, but let's keep it within context right now. And you do that and everybody's bought in and everybody's engaged and you're going to go to Auburn and you're going to be – pumped up and ready to go, and you're probably going to kick them in the teeth, and you're in good shape and injuries and all that stuff. Well, the other side is kind of what happened last year a little bit, even though it was later in the year, 
But early in the year, it's what I've always wondered, is when you have so many transfers, and we talk about the gelling of a team and getting those transfers just with your returners and that melding that happens when that when that needs to occur, is the buy-in has got to be so high with transfers who play big roles and you lose games early. It's can they stick with it? Are they with you? Or is, is there the sweat equity necessary at that point for them to go, hey, no, look, nine and three is still there. That's a big deal. Let's run this thing. Or do they come in and go, hey, this is not what I signed up for. Al Amarillo, she's going to win the West. Blah, blah, blah. Does it come more of an individual team game? And this isn't just Ole Miss. I mean, we heard coaches around the country talk about this last year of keeping transfers engaged after losses, trying to do everything possible to acclimate transfers. Because, you know, Lane really focused on at the beginning of last season of, you know, group activities, bowling, all these different things to show, no, we're one team. We're not the returners and the transfers and two different things. And we've got a whatever. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's dumb in a way, but it's also the only – I mean, what other option do you have? It just kind of is what it is. Sometimes, and, no, sometimes I, I the – that schedule's fascinating. Sometimes – I mean – what? Sometimes the after-school activities backfire. I mean, sometimes things get ugly at the bowling alleys. Oh, Hypothetically. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard. I mean, you if you go back and listen to several coaches, and I think this will be a topic at, at Media Days next week, uh, several coaches in the league talked about it being problematic. I remember – uh, Stoops hinted at it. Sam Pittman hinted at it. Uh, seems like there's somebody else that talked about it being challenging. South Carolina, maybe at times. You know, you Lane talked about it a lot. I remember that being one of the things that stuck out last year, kind of throughout preseason camp. Was he'd walk into that room not wanting to talk to local guys and immediately talk about. That was on his mind. You know, he just walked off the practice field, and what was on his mind was chemistry, culture, just stuff. And then they won a bunch of games. You know, they they won that um, that Kentucky game that was super hyped for weeks because it was kind of that we obviously knew it was going to be this big test, and it was, and we thought it would be a really close game, most of us, and it was. And it comes down to kind of that one play, and and they survived it, for lack of a better word. And then we kind of forgot about that because they jumped up in the polls and there was all that stuff. And you go back and you remember they, they didn't play great, especially in the second half against Auburn, and that game kind of felt funny, and they trailed Vanderbilt at the half, and they ended up winning it big. But there were there were hints. And then they went to LSU, and once something kind of went wrong with LSU, that thing just sort of spiraled on them. And from that point forward, the season was a challenge. They won at A&M in large part because A&M couldn't stop the run, and then they, they played that Alabama game, and you know the rest after that. I mean, they it was that's the to your point. And to my point from earlier, that's the, the the part of football seasons that you can't predict is it's real easy to look at one game in a vacuum and go, okay, well, everybody's healthy in week 10. They're, everybody's healthy. They're healthy. Here's, here's who wins. Well, it's not going to work like that. Uh, the, the, there will be injuries. There's going to be stuff. 
And then there's momentum. And the, predicting the momentum positively and negatively is almost impossible. And look, depending on how those first few games go, Lane's got to coach differently. He lets Alabama take wind out of his sails every year or has so far. I know it's just a couple times. I get the, the sample size is small, but there's there's no doubt that 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 once the West is over or Alabama is a loss, Lane has been a bit different. Um, so I, I think even for him, it's hey, you you know, if you win these, then okay, it's not a problem. Everybody likes the winning and the good, and that's 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 no issue. You're all golden in that way. But depending on what games it is you lose or what the losses look like, there's no doubt that, that, that even a coaching staff has to has to go into it with a certain mentality. You know, it's where it's where he's so focused on pro mindset, but it can get to him as a human sometimes. It's not a criticism because anybody's like this. You've got that one thing or whatever, but I think that's probably a maturation for him is getting past this Alabama being blown up as a bigger deal than everybody else because he wants Saban so badly. And it's early in the season this year. What is it like? Mm-hmm. Week four? <clears throat> Yeah, which which over it, that that emphasizes what we're talking about because you can't let that dictate what's coming after it because it's everybody. Yeah, well, it's LSU and Arkansas. When you yeah. you know, I mean, so if you go over there and, and win, for example, I mean, you can't allow that to be a four day celebration because you you'll be in trouble. And if you lose, it, it can't be four days of mourning. I mean, you've got to get over that game one way or the other because LSU is next, and then after that, Arkansas is next, and. It's a beast. You can you can lose two games in one night or one day. I've seen it happen to multiple coaches. So this McMurphy tweet that we started with that was the premise for the conversation we're currently having. Number of games predict projected as a favorite in the twenty twenty three season. Um twelve games. So every game, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Washington. Louisville, Louisville, 12 games. It's interesting. That tells me something about their schedule. I have not pulled it up, but anyway, nonetheless, Louisville there, 12. 11, Clemson, Florida State. Uh, the reason that those two are that way is that Florida State and Clemson is projected as a pick, as a pick em, as a future game. So Florida State, Clemson, 11, 11 games. So 11 and one in a vacuum. Liberty, UNC, Ohio State, Oklahoma, South Alabama, Texas, Toledo, Tulane, Utah, Wisconsin. So they have the interesting part of that is they have Tulane favored against everyone but Ole Miss. And that means Tulane is a favorite against South Al in week one, which I think is going to be a really, really good football game. Me too. Um, the week before Ole Miss heads down there and plays. Uh, then 10 games, sorry. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. Utah, Wisconsin, finishing out the 11 games. 10 games, as we mentioned, Air Force, Baylor, Boise, Coastal, Maryland. That's an interesting number. Navy, Ole Miss, Oregon, Troy, and Western Kentucky. SEC schools at 9, LSU, uh, Kentucky at 9 games in that group at 9. That means LSU is not favored against Alabama, Ole Miss, and somebody else. I don't know what their schedule is. I'll have to pull it up. I pulled up Louisville's schedule because I was super curious. Louisville plays at Georgia Tech, Murray State at home, at Indiana, Boston College at home, at NC State, Notre Dame at home, at Pitt, Duke at home, Virginia Tech at home, Virginia at home, at Miami, at home against Kentucky. 
How are they favored in it's all not a those hard games? Schedule. It's not a hard schedule, but you're right. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, who's their quarterback? I don't know. I'm pulling up LSU now because I'm curious what the third underdog game for LSU is. Maybe Florida State? Their quarterback depth chart is Jack Plummer, Brock Dahman, Brady Allen, Pierce Clarkson, and Evan Conley. Mm. LSU schedule, they, they open against Florida State in Orlando. They get grambling. Plummer is a transfer from Cal, by the way. Go ahead. Grambling at home at Mississippi State. Home against Arkansas, at Ole Miss, um, at Missouri, home against Auburn, home against Army, at Alabama, home against Florida, home against Georgia State, home against Texas A&M. So their three games, I suppose, are Florida State, at Ole Miss, at Alabama. The thing is, and this is not, I mean, this is what makes it fun, is that, look, A&M trucked them last year. But when you look at it in a vacuum, that looks like LSU's kind of floor, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's hard to get them a lot lower than that because you go, wow, something went really wrong because they lost every coin flip and it just went you know, and they, psycho. And they played November with a hurt quarterback. Mm-hmm. Maybe he gets hurt again. I don't. Who knows? I mean, that's the part you can't predict, right? I mean, Alabama looked really fallible when Bryce Young went down last year. Arkansas lost KJ Jefferson for a couple of weeks and looked just awful. I, mean, I, I don't know how you you see. So you can't predict. So when you go when you say, okay, well, I'm going to do this for the season, you're going to say, okay, well, J- to do this exercise, Jaden Daniels is healthy the whole year. Yeah, of course. You know, KJ Jefferson's healthy the whole year. But those are two guys that run the ball a lot. What happens? One of them gets banged up. What do backup situations look like? That's, to me, one of the positives for, it's going to be a big talking point in Nashville, but one of the positives for Ole Miss is that, I mean, 80% of the teams around the country, if you go, okay, you lose your quarterback in week two, what happens? Well, the season falls apart. For Ole Miss, if you lose your quarterback in week two, you have another quarterback. Oh, that's true. Um, somebody asking what the Big 12 schedule looks like for the new teams there. I picked out Houston just for the heck of it out of the four teams. I don't know why. Uh, Houston, they played, they open actually with UTSA. That's an interesting game to open. Um, their Big 12 schedule is TCU at home, at Texas Tech, West Virginia at home, Texas at home, Kansas State on the road, Baylor on the road. Cincinnati at home, Oklahoma State at home, and UCF on the road. That is Houston's schedule. So, whatever there. I don't know. Speaking of, I just mentioned West Virginia. Huggins saying that he didn't actually resign and he wants his job back. I know it's just for contractual reasons, um, and I get that it's obviously buyout related in some way because that's. There's no chance he's coaching at West Virginia this season in men's basketball. But it was the absolute human, real reality personification. I had multiple people send me this GIF of the Seinfeld thing where George just says, no, what are you talking about? Not fired, not leaving. Like it, 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 
this many weeks later, and we go, hey, by the way, Tony sends a letter and goes, he didn't actually quit. What are y'all talking about? No, no, no. He's, he's just going to head in. What's the, what's the problem? I don't, I don't get it. So it's, it's impossible. For, I just it beats me bizarre, totally bizarre. Neil Brown, Neil Brown's sitting there going, "Y'all want to fire me? I didn't do anything." Yeah, I mean, oh God, what kind of look did they take it there? Um, <laughs> there, stuff happened. All right, fair enough. Here's, I mean, look, I, I can't speak for Andy here. Andy's got a really, yeah, Andy's got a really good gig. Do I think he would be interested in moving back up to a power conference? Sure, but it's got to be right because he's got a really good gig at UAB, and they love him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I ran a poll because I was just curious. Uh, would you take eight and four this season? 71% of the respondents said yes, they would take eight and four. It's about right. That's, that, that's about where I would have predicted that had yeah, you that's about told what I me to guess. Also tells you, I think we have a pretty rational, logical listener base for the most part. Because, I mean, if you're rolling the dice on 10 and 2, you're the guy that at blackjack table at 17 is saying, hit me. You could get the 20, but it could go over easy. It's just it's your It's how much gambling you'd, you'd want to do. This is the uh, this is the interesting take on a positive for Mississippi State. I, I find this it's worth doing from a balance standpoint. Hunter in the thread says State goes eight and four last year. They return more starters in the two deep than anyone in the conference, and they trade Georgia for South Carolina on the schedule. Hard to see them finishing below fifth in the West. It's fair. Got a lot of guys back. Yeah. Got an experienced quarterback back. Yep. There's a lot there. 
and, and I think Rodgers is a good quarterback. For whatever reason, there's a lot of criticism of him and a lot of people that are like, well, he won't fit in this system or whatever. He, guys just played a lot of football. And sometimes in this league, that gets you there. I don't know if it's returning starters per se, because I feel like returning starters is an outdated concept in a way. I mean, it's still very, very, very important. Don't get me wrong. But you can, with the portal, mix and match in different ways. I, I, I do think we haven't figured out exactly how to calculate workable, usable depth with our with our predictions. And I think that matters more than, frankly, anything else. So, um no, look, I don't like Will Rogers at the next level, but I mean, he clearly knows that system, and he's clearly a really good college quarterback. Yeah, it's we, not a negative that they have Will Rogers mm, back at all. Too many people do that stuff about, well, he's he's uh, he's not going to be a good NFL quarterback. So um, that doesn't mean anything to me. He doesn't have to be. That's that's not what you're asking him to do. You're not asking him to, to beat the Bengals and the Ravens. And Arnett is a complete question mark. I have no clue. Could be really good, could be really bad. I have no idea. I'm going into that just clean slate and going, I, I don't know what you are as a program manager, as a coach, as a whatever. I, I, I have no idea. But that makes me be a little more negative on them because I don't know. I feel like I have some handle on everyone else in the division on what they're getting from a head coach. When I don't know, I'm just going to slide you down and I'll figure it out later. Yeah. I was making sure we weren't having a Wi-Fi problem in case you're wondering if I look a little distracted. Yeah, it skipped there for a minute, but it came back. So okay. I didn't know if we got moved over to the other system or what happened there. I'm not sure, honestly. Even at this moment, I'm not particularly positive. Maybe. I think we're good. I think we're okay, though. Yeah, we seem good. There's no problem there. Okay. I haven't read it all the way through. So just the Cliff Notes version here before we go to break. Uh, look, Western going to fire Pat Fitzgerald over this? What's going on? So the story, when it first popped, it's really damning. Like, how does that happen? How does the culture inside your program get to that place? How did that many people stay complicit with that? And then there's a part of me that always, when that stuff pops and I see the same people immediately break out the whipping, like Dan Wilkins and tough, they go racing to the, to the fire and brimstone. I'm like, well, hold up. Is this, is it possible that this is Duke lacrosse again? Mm-hmm. That this is a disgruntled person or two, but sort of as the days have gone on, there's more end up, you know, it's a student newspaper broke the story. Um, that's one of the top journalism schools in the country. Yeah. But still, it's a student newspaper. So you have to go, okay, well, hold up. You know, let's, let's wait. But now some people are kind of jumping in with, they've talked to anonymous former players who confirmed the running thing and the. There's a part of me that, that's like, I just don't believe this because it's, you're telling me that, that, college football players good enough to play in the big 10 will allow themselves 
to be humiliated like that in those settings. Yeah. And then you hear about hazing stuff on campuses all the time, right? It's it's the yeah, it's the if you go over to old yeah, Ma- or, yeah, yeah, you go a football player is any different than the ridiculously terrible heinous fraternity yes. or you know whatever hazing that you would hear about. Sure. Yes, and so the the answer to that is is no, and it happens. I mean, if you were to go over to Ole Miss right now and talk to the people in the Panhellenic whatever offices, they would tell you, what's the, what's your biggest fear? What's the thing that stresses you out the most? Hazing. Something mm-hmm. going terribly wrong with hazing. We want hazing. We, if we could eliminate hazing, we would be, we'd, we'd sleep a lot better at night. Yeah, sure. So if that happened, you have to get back into, okay, what did Pat Fitzgerald know? What should he have known? What did he do about it? What should he have done about it? And the odds are, I'd be, as of today, I think I'd be a little surprised if he coaches another game. There is not a lot of proof that he knew it. There's also a lot of proof that he should have known it, is what appears to be kind of where they are. And they were trying to grade that. I thought it was interesting that the president or the AD or whomever came out and almost kind of backed off his negative stance on Fitzgerald here in the last 24 hours or whatever it was, but it still is hard to believe that he comes out of this unscathed as, as reports continue to mount. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if it's true that during practices, he would basically call out a freshman for a mistake and there was an a indicator that he used with older players, hey, he needs to be run. And the obsession with like the players being naked for this yeah, is I just I, that's the part that's the that's the part that lends me pause is because I think about if I were in those shoes right I think once you told me all jokes aside here for a minute I think once you told me hey we're gonna punish you all right that happens you got to be naked for said punishment I think I'm out I think I'm like, no, 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 no. You know what? I guess I'll Cole Kubelik say this on Twitter. Cole pointed out that he was a center in college. He played at Auburn. And he's like, there, there, that's, that's, that's where I would have just gone. Nope. I'm out. I'll let, I'll let, I'll let, let the chips fall. Right. It'll sort yeah. itself out, but I, I'm, I'm not, no, nope, that's out. And I, it will sort itself out because I'm going to get back here by everyone. So yeah, go ahead. Feel free, but. Yeah, so I just have Once to. Once I open up, that's it. Yeah, no. I, I just have to believe. There's a part of me that thinks I don't. I, I just kind of waiting a little bit more. Let, let it a little bit more get investigated and and stuff. Because yeah. I do find it difficult to believe that in the moment, if it's true, if the allegations are true, and that this is widespread and that this is common, I do find it somewhat difficult to believe that that many players went along with something like that as degrading and humiliating and sexually exploitive as it would be if it's all true. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Hopefully there's something there where that was not the uh, case. And if so, then yeah, let punishment be what it, uh, what it is. Podcast brought to you in part by G and M pharmacy, six, six, two, two, three, six, two, 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 two. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. And they offer MedSync, peer prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and everything you need when you need it with G&M. They also, uh, <clears throat> sorry, they also uh, are in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs, whether it be Oxford or 
Holly Springs, Tyson Drugs, GNM. Again, that's 662-236-2222. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. I got to tell you guys about Comer. Um, over the fourth, that time frame, had to go to uh, Nashville, moving my daughter there. I got back. The upstairs unit was not working again. We've had some issues with it. We're having some difficult time diagnosing it. This was on a Sunday. I called and just said, hey, can I get a little relief here? The answer was yes. On a Sunday afternoon, Comer came out, knew we probably had a problem, put some Freon in the system, came back out the next day, diagnosed the problem. Literally on the morning of the 4th of July, they were replacing a coil in my upstairs air conditioning unit. You don't get that service most anywhere else. You do get it at Comer and at Southern uh, different names, same great people, products, and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. Speaking of Nashville, A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at $1.00. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. Astock has multiple locations around Nashville as well as Memphis. Some in Indiana and more coming soon that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. If you're going to the beach, that kind of thing, make sure you take some Game Changer patches with you. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout, REBELGROVE20 at checkout for uh, 20% off your purchase. Uh, best socks you'll ever put on your feet are dead socksy socks. They've got the no-show socks, which are uh, my, about my favorite this time of year. They also have uh, traditional socks, all colors and styles. They have the NIL brand as well. Lots at dead socksy. It's deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 25% off your purchase. Chase mentioned Mind on My Money that came out on Friday. We'll have another one on Thursday of this week. It's brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states. They've got uh, analysts in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. So, uh, let's see, baseball draft, it is uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Just a quick reminder, the first two rounds were last night, rounds three through 10 or today, are today, and then 11 through 20 uh, tomorrow to finish it out. Ole Miss still a ways away from knowing exactly what their roster will look like from a uh, draft um, situation. So, yesterday, uh, Jacob Gonzalez, as expected, goes in the first round. The uh, third highest pick ever for uh, Ole Miss, the highest shortstop ever taken by Ole Miss, 15th overall to the Chicago White Sox is where uh, he ended up. There's been some buzz as high as five, but that feels about right. 10 to 17 was sort of where most people had him uh, pegged. They were not running mock drafts and just had some ideas of clubs and whatnot uh, with him. 
his uh, slot value. I don't know if he is expected to get it full or because the, the quick primer there, um, there is a slot amount assigned to every pick in the first 10 rounds of the draft. Um, a club can go over or under that number, but if they exceed their total budget for those 10 rounds, they have to pay a, a penalty. They also could lose a draft pick if they go way over the thing. That's kind of the base of how that works. Um, the pick that is 15th overall, the White Sox had $4.48 million is the, uh, is the number on that one. There with Gonzalez at 15. So uh, he has gone to my guy who came in, hit from day one. He was D1 Baseball National Freshman of the Year two years ago. Clearly the shortstop on Ole Miss's National Championship team uh, in 2022. And then uh, had a really good year. It was not a great year, um, especially as offense continued to get better in the SEC here in 2023. But nothing to uh, lower his stock for the most part. Teams love his demeanor, his attitude. He's very, very even keel. Um, we kind of playfully made fun of it. Of course, it was three years in Oxford, but the pro teams like the fact that he really doesn't get too high, too low for uh, anything going on there with him. And then uh, Kemp Alderman going to the Marlins in the uh, in the second round. Good spot for him. Not overly surprising. Um, the uh, executive DJ Slivics with the Marlins. He's the guy who was you know big into taking Nick Fortes a few years ago. From Ole Miss, somebody who can just hit. They turn Cortez into a catcher, but they're just looking for the bat here. They're trying to figure it out. Alderman's going to catch a little bit. They're going to see if he can do that at the next level. They're going to put him in the corner outfield spots. And at the end of the day, they drafted him because they want him to hit the baseball. That is the uh, bottom line there. Keith Law with the really interesting thing, or Colin McDaniel, I think so it was, with the really interesting thing. Uh, and maybe it's Keith, I don't remember. In, in Alderman's scouting report early in the week and said when he ran all the ratios and the metrics and everything, and he has a formula for future possibilities on a 2080 scale, it spit out 85 on Kemp's power, um, which clearly is not even possible. And it's kind of a, a math joke there, but it shows you just how the major league saw his, uh, his potential from a power standpoint. He had a lot of 115 plus exit velocities when he was at Ole Miss. During his junior season, he had the uh, the highest exit velocity and the farthest hit baseball during the Major League Baseball draft combine a couple of weeks ago. So the uh, the, the the Marlins taking uh, Kemp to to hit and hit for a long time there in the National League. That's the answer to that. Yeah, it's it's the exit velo. Mm-hmm. That's why they drafted him. They'll figure it out. Really strong kid who hits, and frankly, his plate discipline has gotten much better over the last two years. He's turned into a really complete hitter. Yeah, He's and. Good. At the big league level, if you hit it ninety-five miles per hour or more, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna fall. And if you don't, it won't. So yeah, it's and he can hit it out of any park anywhere. But it's just his ability to make really hard, consistent contact. They'll figure out positioning. They'll figure, mm-hmm. it, or they won't, and he'll be a DH. Yeah, if, if you he, can hit, they're not gonna cut you because you you don't play a position. Yeah, I mean. The truth is, like in their meetings, you know they're going to sit around and go, "Well, we could try him in left, sure. Well, we can try him at first, sure. You know, he he's caught before. Okay, okay. Can he hit? Because <laughs> yeah. if he can really hit, it won't matter. Um. Yeah. the The other paragraph of his report from ESPN was that if he hits two fifty, he's an all star. Yeah, I can see that. And that was I was I was happy for Jacob yesterday. It was about it was about right. There was 
top five buzz at, at some points in the draft process, but there was also a sense that, hey, yeah, he, he could be a guy who could fall, and, and he didn't really fall. He kind of went where people thought he would go, and that's life-changing money from an opportunity standpoint. And You know, there's more people in the bigs warming to the idea of him being a shortstop. It took a team to know he or believe he could stick it short because he was going to fall otherwise. I mean, you had to have teams believing to go right there that he could stick. Um, he went right around. I, you know, I thought was it the Cubs that took Matt Shaw? I thought that yeah. was an interesting pick. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was a little odd. Uh, middle infielder from Maryland. There, it but, makes no sense. Yeah, it. it I mean, he's a good player, and I mean, talk about a guy that's got pop. I mean, he's got real pop. I mean, he hit a ball against Northwestern or Purdue or Iowa or somebody. 550 feet. I mean, he's got great plate discipline. He doesn't strike out. But he's going to have to play second base because he doesn't have a pro arm. He can't play third. He's not a shortstop. Well, they have a second baseman on a long-term deal. They have a shortstop on the first year of a seven-year deal. And maybe it's they look at... They took him in the first round. Maybe they look at Dansby Swanson and think, hey, he's going to end up moving to third and they're going to move Horner to short and put Shaw at second. Or maybe they're like, by the time Shaw's ready, we'll figure it out. I don't know. It just didn't make a ton of sense. But a lot of the stuff the Cubs do doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, almost to the book, uh, Ole Miss's two pitcher signees went where we kind of thought, where we were predicted there, Josh Noth. He goes to the Brewers in a uh, a comp A round pick somewhere thirty three something like that. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. Um, he was rising up boards. There was some buzz for him late in the first round. He just misses technically the first round, but whatever. Same difference. A lot of money there. Two and a half million, I think, for uh, for Noth. He was always going to go. That's the thing. He and Xander Muth, neither one enrolled in summer school. And if you enroll, it doesn't guarantee you're going to stay. But if you don't enroll, it's a pretty damn good you're not planning on going to college at that point um so um Noth goes there I mean he was the big arm I mean we're talking about a guy who doesn't walk anybody throws a ton of strikes he's up in the high 90s with his fastball I, I know it's New York high school baseball which is not good at all but I mean he was he struck out like 75 percent of the players he faced or something like it was just a goofy number um there in his uh in, in his high school season and then Muth uh one one, two, maybe something like that on his pick in the 60s. But he's going to get a little more than that. I think his number was somewhere one five, one six. The Pirates can over can oversign there probably and make that happen. They take him uh, in the competitive balance picks there uh, later in the in, in the day. So both those guys are gone. Uh, attention turns to Cooper Pratt today, the Magnolia Heights shortstop from Oxford. He uh, – he has a number around $2 million. Uh, he's a Boris client. Those guys typically don't come off their numbers very much. They pretty much stick to those. Um, I've been asked a lot this morning, is Ole Miss in the clear? And now, look, it's a good sign he hasn't gone yet because the Braves have been all over him. They had several picks where they could have taken him yesterday and didn't do that. They took other guys. There's not a lot of teams that like Pratt at that number. Um, so you're talking about a smaller quantity, but now it just takes one. There doesn't have to be a consensus when it comes to major league teams. But, no, you're not out of the woods yet because while $2 million is a lot of money, it's not a crazy amount of money for somebody to go over slot if they really want a guy who they think can stick in the middle infield. Um, so, not yet. I mean, as, as today goes, I mean, 100% you get through today, then you're good. But I, w- I wouldn't go ahead and start 
penciling him in right now. I think there's still a possibility somebody could could reach, could uh, could oversign there and grab him in the third, fourth round, something like that. And, and the other thing, pay him the amount of money that he needs. The other thing you don't ever know, right, is a guy says, "Hey, my number's two. And then a major league team puts one point eight million in front of them and goes, "Okay, well, here." And they still have to say no. Yeah, you're saying no, and you're saying no for three years. Yeah. And at some point, somebody in the room goes, "You know, if we're smart, it, if we're but, if we're smart with that money, that's game changing." And they're offering to pay for your college. So if you were to suffer an injury, your college is paid for. Mm-hmm. The money's there. Just depends. Now, college baseball has improved dramatically over the years to the point that playing college baseball is no longer at all in any shape, form, or fashion viewed as a detriment. No, it's a positive. Yeah, so, you know, it's quite... Especially for position players. It's Yeah, especially for position players. For pitchers, it's it's kind of all over the place. But they've gotten much better about it the college coaches with the pitching until June. June's June's kind of the crazy time. But frankly, the college pitchers that get hurt, the injuries happened when they were teenagers. Um, I don't know. It's a, he He's very likely to fall in that mix where he's got a really hard decision to make. And like you said, if he gets through today, what it probably tells you is that some phone calls got made and he said no. Yeah, it's always exactly what. Because, I mean, somebody's going to call him today and go, hey, I've got this. You interested? Because why not? I mean, yeah. take the call and see what he says. Um, so, no, he's still going to be by his phone today. He didn't turn it off now that the second round is gone. He's going to see what comes for the day. Uh, and it's you – know, I keep getting asked why are teams in a mix on him. Um, he is very talented. He is very, very good. They don't know what his overall ceiling is. He has been very well coached. He is a kid who is very fundamental. Um, he blew up last fall because they had track man on him in a bunch of tournaments, and he doesn't swing anything out of the zone. He makes every play he's supposed to make. I mean, he is, he is incredibly fundamental for his age. But they don't see that twitchy freak athlete that a lot of times gets the 2 to $5 million and everybody blows up about. So they don't know where he is on his maturation process. Uh, is this close to a ceiling and he's maximized or, hey, no, this is just a really good baseball player that's going to adapt and get older and get bigger and faster and stronger and all those things. And some clubs like the Braves completely go, nope, nope, he can stick and he's great. And some clubs go, yeah, we're just not seeing the athletic ability that we necessarily want to see in this uh, in this move. So, yeah, this high, yeah, this, this where they are with Pratt, this high in the draft. You see, uh, it's so funny in that late. Not late first, but the the compensatory picks and the you see teams take swings, mm-hmm. go for a a big arm that you know it might be kind of wild, but if we ch- if we channel it, it throws a hundred, and if we don't, we don't. <laughs> but like that's a yeah, you're like they, they, you see the dice rolled, and so for a guy like Pratt who doesn't have that. Like you talked about that twitchy stuff where they're like, oh, man, you know, if you see that in the NBA a lot, the safe picks are in the second round. You see a lot of teams go, hey, we're going to go ceiling on this kid because if he grows into that body and develops a jump shot, he's a superstar. And if he doesn't, he can't play. 
and we'll move on. I will say at some point, Cooper Pratt probably went, you know what? I feel pretty good about my future because if, I, if I'm getting graded by everyone, the Braves of the race saying they like me, I feel a little better today. I go, sure. you know what? Okay. Sure. I, we, we, we can play with that. You know what I mean? Like, Sure. Absolutely. You, if, if, if a player is being drafted by a team today and being developed, I would think that most – the Braves would be in the top five choices they would want to be drafted and developed by at this point. Yeah. So no question. Tampa, Atlanta, you know. for sure. Arizona. Teams that have proven yeah. to be really good at evaluations. And then some teams that seem to have there there's a reason teams suck. Yep. Yep. Some are not run well. This is true. <laughs> that was a, not a personal bit towards that's the, a true uh, the statement. there. Yeah, like the Cubs took Jackson Wiggins. That's a great example. I wasn't even thinking about that at the time, but that's they did. Yeah. They took Wiggins in the compensatory rounds, and it's coming off of Tommy John. Throws a hundred. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, he throws it. I mean, my God, yeah. he's got an electric arm, but he's never been able to channel it. Never been able to put innings together. And maybe they view him as a reliever. I don't know. Felt like a felt like a reach. Dave Van Horn. I don't mean this maybe, literally had people he was that were supposed to tell him if he tried to leave him in past a certain number of batters. They knew that length was not going to be something for Jackson Wiggins that was going to end in success. Yeah. He so, was yeah, that, I mean he was that guy. You'd watch him for a, a game and he'd come out and start and in the first inning you're like, That dude, they're not touching him today. Mm-hmm. He was electric. I mean, look, twelve, thirteen pitches. 98, 99, 100 miles an hour, just blowing yeah. hitters away, and then come out in the second inning and he walked four people. Just yeah. threw it all over the place. He was Nuke Lelouch. Um, and then uh, past today, free agent deals are still going to take a couple days to get done. I assume the number is fairly large after talking to him the other day. I think that Ole Miss, as long as they get through today, is probably okay on Xavier Rebus, but I have no idea. I'm not sourced on that past just having a conversation with him where he was pretty coy with me about it as as is his right that is not a negative in any way um but it appears that he has a, at least a decent amount of money that he's looking forward to sign so Ole Miss is in better shape there than maybe I would have thought a month ago on, on getting Revis back to uh to Ole Miss here for this next season I still believe Jack Doherty is very much a uh, a candidate to sign a free agent contract. I think he's ready to begin his next step, whatever that uh, step is. And then I heard a good bit of optim- optimism around Ethan Groff, so we'll see where that comes to. But again, don't once the draft is over, we still got about a day of free agent stuff, seeing what pops from uh, from that standpoint. So just keep a keep a heads up there as we move forward. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark N E S P A R C service people across rural communities. Two packages. The Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nexpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So we get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, that's 662-238-3159. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allow him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Uh, Just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel. 
on the podcast. If you are uh, headed to Oxford looking for a place to enjoy a nice evening, I recommend Opa right there on the square. It's a perfect place uh, for fabulous food, craft libations, also great for uh, events, uh, company dinners, festive party events. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at OPA. To learn more uh, or for getting some catering or booking information, contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board engineering, IT, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, you name it, they can help you, whether you're entry level or uh, advanced. Just get in touch with them. Uh, it's always free for the candidates to call Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138. Or uh, check out their new and improved uh, website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental's here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today and uh, take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Also a great uh, venue for events and those type things as well. Get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Are you surprised uh, Skeens at one? Uh, maybe a little. Not a, not a lot. Um, I'd like to know the rumor, and you would probably know more about this than I would, but I was talking to some baseball people over the weekend, just kind of in passing, and the rumor was Pittsburgh was reaching out to find out who might be willing to go under slot slightly, slightly so that mm-hmm. they could use that money later in the draft skeins doesn't seem like the type that would go under slot but i don't know whether he agreed to that because he wanted to be number one or whether he thought pittsburgh was a good fit there's a lot of unknowns right that makes it hard to to answer that like what did going number one mean to him did he want to avoid washington or something like that i don't i don't know the answers to any of that um but no not 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 surprised i mean he's he's a dominant arm yeah, I would have. Um, I would have taken. I would have taken Cruz. I would have taken Dylan Cruz number one. I, I, I absolutely would have taken Cruz, but I, I get it. Yeah, as long as I could sign him, I would have too. A hundred percent. There's no doubt about that. Um, Langford ends up falling to four, so that made a franchise happy there. She'd have been happy with any of those three. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Tigers going on uh, Max Clark with their first pick. The, uh, the high school kid, and the rumor I've um, heard, the rumor I've heard, Chase, is that it was Max Clark who Pittsburgh really thought about going number one. Mm-hmm. And you could have signed him for a little less money, probably than what's what's coming here. You, that's my that. that's my guess. He must be one hell of a player. If you're taking him in front yeah. of Wyatt Langford, you <laughs> you got some. <laughs> listen, 
there's some cats in that room that are like, no, no, no. This Clark kid, guys, I'm putting my career on it. This Clark kids can't miss. Because you are putting your career on you it. You are. Goes and wins two MVPs, and you go, oh my god, and like, oh, oh, yeah, oh god, uh, yeah, that's. So I mean, hey, no, no one can say they have no guts there. For lack of a better Ooh. word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Mallett's also a free agent possibility. I, I, I don't know there. I keep forgetting about him, um, honestly, um, because it just he didn't pitch, and it's been kind of out of my out of my mind a little bit. Nothing against him. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, from a scouting standpoint, you're talking about a guy who had Tommy John hasn't pitched in a year. He's got a plus slider and a below average fastball. So where does that what what does that mean for a club? I don't know. Um, it will not be a monetary decision. It will just be whether or not he wants to come back to school and do another year or he wants to move on with his, his life at this point. There's no wrong answer, but that's that that's what that decision is for uh for Mallets at this point, for uh for sure. So I don't know. Uh you want today's trivia question? Sure. Okay. On April eighth, twenty twenty four. Okay. Okay. So almost a year away. Plane tickets from LA to Mazelton, Mexico, were sold out. A Hilton Garden Inn in Texarkana, Texas, is charging $743 for a room with two queen beds. A Comfort Inn and Suites in Pittsburgh, or sorry, Plattsburgh, New York, is charging $559 for a similar room. And the Drury Inn in Carbondale, Illinois, is 99% full. Why? April 8th of next year. 2024, yep. Uh, something to do with the election? That's a good guess. Uh, that it's it's the wrong answer, but it is it is it is a good guess. The answer is that it is the next time there is a solar eclipse. Oh, and those are all the areas that you would be able to see the solar eclipse from on April eight, twenty twenty four. Wow. Seven hundred bucks for a Hampton Inn with a couple queens somewhere in nowhere, Texas, to see a to see a solar eclipse. I remember the last eclipse and stuff, and everybody got all. It was in seventeen, right? Yeah, something like that. But I was, wonder if I'm the problem because those just don't do a lot for me. I, like I, I, I'm I, with you. I'm not even sure I would be like I would do it because, but I'm not even sure I'd be that motivated to like get up and walk outside. Like, okay, sure, it's fine. I mean, it gets dark for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, Maybe I, I'm Eeyore. I don't know. I just like go, I, I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of okay. with you. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly all the way to someplace in Mexico spend thousands of dollars so I can see it get dark for two minutes. Yeah. The gas stations will be selling the eclipse glasses and the places yeah. where you'll be able to see it. All that stuff's going. I'm with you. I mean, I feel like I'm being a jerk there, but come on. And then what happens if it's a rainy day? Or it's less magnificent or whatever that happens. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, good for those people. I'm, hey, look, if 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 that makes you jolly, all all power to you. Oh, sure. I mean, whatever. It's all good. It's just 
and then figuring out where you're going. Like here are all the places where it's, you know, a possibility or whatever. No, we're going to pick this place, not instead of here, like, where you're really traveling and flying and doing the whole deal. I bet Carbondale has one hell of like a Applebee's or something. I bet it's awesome. Or is it when you went to in Fresno? Was it a Chili's? It was a Chili's. That was quite an adventure. Just down the street a little bit. One of Houston Nuts' last gas. It was. It was his last W. They got Big the day for Houston. they got the Flame Bar and Grill on East Walnut in Carbondale. In Carbondale, the underground public house looks kind of cool. It's a gastro pub. It's on seven seventeen South University Avenue. Quattro's Deep Pan Pizza. Got lots, lots of stuff, and it's gonna be a big. It's gonna be a big time in Carbondale. Is it? Yeah, Harbaugh's Cafe. I wonder if they're related to the the Harbaugh's. Yeah, as Anthony says, this is the home of uh, Southern Illinois. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We're not all that far from Carbondale from here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. for them. Well, they. Yeah. Courtesy of their geography, it's going to be a big day, big week for them when the eclipse comes. It's going to be a big tourist opportunity there for uh, the home of Salukis. How far is Carbondale from Springfield, Illinois? I've always wanted to go to. I've always wanted to go to Lincoln's tomb. Really? Yeah, I really have. Seriously, two hours and fifty minutes, one hundred and sixty-eight miles. Oh. You could do that easily. Yeah, I don't know there. Sure. See a eclipse, eclipse, and Lincoln's tomb all at the same time. You have no interest in going to Lincoln's tomb. No, I do. I, I like. Yeah, I like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I want to hit more presidential libraries. That's my dork thing. Is I'd like to see a lot more presidential libraries. Yeah. I always pass through Little Rock and the Clinton ones there, and I've heard it's. It, I've heard it's awesome, and it's I've, really good. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, I, I'd like to do it. I'm one of these days. I'm just going to stop and do it. Yeah, it was it was a very primary purpose of of my last trip to Little Rock was almost kind of going for that in a way. Yeah, it was good. So, um, we'll find stuff throughout the uh, throughout the week again, guys. Little uh, little dead around here right now. That's okay. Media day starting Monday, so coaches will say dumb things and they'll filibuster and we'll make fun of them and all that stuff starting on uh, on Monday. So just trying to get to that point, Neil will be there. For the uh, the festivities, but uh, until then, Weldon dot com again. Well, uh, Weldon but, and I, Weldon and I are going to do an NBA summer league podcast. We'll make it an ooh. we'll make it an extra. Uh, we both have been okay. w- watching a lot of summer league. Um, I'm doing a show with Josh Hendrickson this week as well. We'll talk about some current events. I've got a couple of things in my mind that I want to get his common sense thoughts on. So we'll have a, we'll have a lot of stuff for you. And then next okay. week next week we'll have a lot of stuff. So plenty of stuff going on on the BW Digital Network um, as the uh, week goes on. Take care. We'll talk to you again very soon.